Hello, and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the love episode. I debated about whether or not to do an episode dedicated to love, romantic love. I was afraid of it taking away from a message of empowerment, strong women, and the more that I thought about not doing it and the reasons why I should not do it, there became a huge aha moment of you have to do it. If Babe Cave is going to be something that celebrates all aspects of a woman's life, it has to acknowledge the part of her life that may or may not introduce another person into it. I would not be doing my job if I neglected to talk about love. And there are eight different kinds of love that the Greeks believed in, from agape, selfless love, to mania, or even self-love. And eros, erotic or romantic love, is the one that we speak about the most. I don't believe it's the only kind of love, but I believe that I will... I'm not doing my job if I don't speak about this and how it's affected my life and opening the conversation to how it has affected your life. So welcome to the love episode. My papa, my mom's dad, he would, for the longest time, would always ask me if I had a boyfriend And I went to high school in South Carolina, where my mom is from. Her whole family lives there. And when I moved back to California, my papa would call me, and one of the first questions he would ask was, do I have a boyfriend out there in California? Now, for those people who think I'm making fun of Southerners, I'm not. It's just that I don't know how to talk about my papa or my mom or most of my family if I'm not talking about them in a southern accent. So please, I mean no harm. He would always ask that. And I remember one time I said, oh, you know, I just let him buy me dinner, but I don't call anyone my boyfriend. And he said, oh, so you just ride around with him, but you don't call anyone your boyfriend. I was like, wait to make me sound like a slut, papa. I I never understood the fascination with whether or not I have a boyfriend. I'm someone who is fairly private, and I only talk about things if they're important. So if I'm not talking about seeing someone, or if I'm not talking about, you know, having a, a boyfriend or, you know, whatever it is, it's because I haven't found anyone who I think you should know about. If there is someone, believe me, I will tell you. You don't have to ask. You don't have to pry. It will just, it will pour out. The last time that I spoke to him, it was right after I had returned from a writing program at NYU one summer, and so I was on the phone with him and my nana, and he's had a hearing aid for as long as I could remember, and He asked, of course, if I had a boyfriend, (laughs) and 
so quickly, I just said, I don't have a boyfriend here, but I had a couple in, in New York. And he immediately was like, okay, baby, well, I'll talk to you later. And because he had a hearing aid, you know, we were, he was always on speakerphone, so my Nana heard the whole thing. So she hopped on the phone, and she was like, I guess he didn't want to hear about that. Yeah, and maybe he'll stop asking. That was the last conversation I had with my papa before he passed away. And it seems kind of fitting in a lot of ways, but I don't think that he ever meant it in a way of, you know, he thought that I didn't have anything. I think it was just a, a conversation that kind of happens between grandparents. Just always want to know if you have a boyfriend, want to know if there's anything they should know. Uh, to be honest, cities have been my lovers with a human thrown in there from time to time. Every man who has taken up any of my time, significant time, I'm so thankful that it didn't work out. <laughs> I've been lucky to know some incredible people, but when it came down to it, I was trying and hoping to make pieces fit that were never meant to be. There was always something missing, and then when it was over, it was like, oh yeah, you just weren't it. I am someone who honestly believes that there is someone out there looking just for me. And I don't need anyone telling me that it's stupid. You're talking to the product of five divorces, yes, five, and I still believe that a long-lasting, one-of-a-kind love can exist. Life is long and love is tricky. And I think seeing my parents try and navigate complicated relationships, disappointments, broken hearts has made me extra careful, but it's made me okay to wait. I was a plus one for my friend's cousin's wedding and her cousin and her husband were in their mid to late thirties. And I didn't meet them before. I met them at the rehearsal dinner briefly. But their wedding was one of the most raw, genuine examples of love that I've ever witnessed. I remember watching them at the reception as they were dancing. And I leaned over to my friend and I said, I would wait for that. You can tell when people really love each other, there is an effortlessness that, is that a word? Um, there's an effortlessness that comes from two people being exactly who they are with one another that you can't really replicate. You know, if it's not there, it's not there. And I was thinking about my friend's cousin and wondering how many times she had felt that maybe she wouldn't find that exact thing that she found on that dance floor. How many times have people asked her if she was, when she was gonna get married or if she was ever gonna have kids or making her feel bad that she was single or maybe none of those things happened. But I wonder what it's like to then be in the middle of that room knowing you didn't settle, knowing that you waited for the exact thing that you wanted or even waiting for the thing that you never knew could really happen. I think about that a lot, and I'm just reminded that I want to wait too for that. I don't think that there's any need to rush. 
I don't need a husband to have a family. I already have a family. I'm a granddaughter. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm an aunt. I wrote an article for Motto, which is part of Time Magazine, and I've talked about them before, but it was about how when other people get married or have kids and buy the houses and all of that, it's for them and that's not about me. I think that we get caught up sometimes in thinking that another person or us having a child gives us value and that we need to be creating our own families but forgetting that we're already a part of a family, that we already exist to other people and we don't need to wait for someone to begin that. I'm not waiting around to buy Le Creuset or that KitchenAid mixer until I find the right guy. But as someone who has pursued her dreams back and forth across the country and almost everywhere in between and has worked really hard to fill my life with all of the love and not particularly romantic love, I don't think it's bad or weak to own that I want that. I don't believe that it's the only reason why I'm here but if I want a full life of struggle and heartache and success and happiness, I think it's absolutely acceptable to want to experience a fantastic love in my time here on earth. And I have no idea when it could happen, but I was in a play with a woman who she and her husband got married in their late 60s and it was their first marriage so you can never give up hope i believe in love because i've seen it unfold before my very eyes time after time it's often out of the blue effortless breathtaking especially when you're lucky enough to be a witness to it it's a resounding presence in so many people's lives who I love that I refuse to believe it can't exist for me too. And if you want it, I trust that it's out there for you too. I believe that we can be well-rounded, strong leaders in our communities, workplaces, and personal relationships, and that romantic love can be a part of that. Why is it that we feel a need to eliminate love in order to be powerful. Sure, I have only known relationships where my dreams got in the way of what someone else was looking for, but I think that it really just meant that they weren't the person for me. No, I don't need a man in order to feel fulfilled. But I do want a committed relationship that is unlike any I've experienced thus far, and I will not apologize for that desire. And no matter what you want, romantic love or otherwise, you shouldn't apologize for it either. Because if we are going to be advocates for one another, if we want women to be everything that they can be, we should also accept that loving another person is sometimes part of that equation. And we shouldn't look down on one another if we do want that. And if you don't want that, more power to you. I want us 
to support each other no matter what. That's what Babe Cave is. That's why I created it. That's why I believe in it. And I'm thankful that I did this episode. I'm thankful that I was able to sit down and talk out some of the things that I feel and that I believe. And more than that, I want to know what it is that you feel and you believe. Where have you seen love? What are examples of love that you've seen? How does that look for you? Because no two loves are the same. We experience love in entirely different ways. I want to know what it is for you. I want to know what it isn't for you. And maybe you haven't found it or you have, but I want you to know that wherever you are on your journey, that it's okay. You are just fine for wanting what you want, knowing what you know, loving who you love. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening and letting me share my heart, which isn't always the easiest. (laughs) But I hope that you are able to take something with you this week and even into the next. So, Babe Cave, you are... You are my people. You're the whole reason why I do this. And I can't wait to be with you next week.